Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Look, do you need a defense attorney? Go with the best in the business. That is Aurora Law Firm. You hear Manny Aurora on the show a couple times a month, currently representing Anna Delvey, the real one from the Inventing Anna Netflix documentary. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states and has represented many clients uh, in the celebrity field, you know, as well as professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, uh, politicians, you name it. Manny and his crew have been there and done that. And they can help you as well if you're in need of a defense attorney. As a former prosecutor, Manny Aurora understands the other side of the case. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. That's the website. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. If you have a question for Manny when he makes a stop with the BS, you can leave a message on our hotline, 404 404- 369-3825 or the show's social media and get all that information off podcastthebs.com. How would you like your monthly mortgage payment taken care of for all of 2023? Well, after Stockton Mortgage's Dave Flashner's tip of the day, you'll find out. Rising interest rates is obviously a big topic. I always say, marry the home, date the rate. Meaning, you can't change the sales price you can always refinance. When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. One prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500 per month in 2023. A home loan or refinance might be one of the most important transactions you'll ever make in your life. Go with someone that's reliable, knowledgeable, trustworthy, and always on call. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage, 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Look, my wife sells houses for a living, and she always tells her clients that are selling their house, if you want to upgrade your property value, you got to do something with the kitchen and or the bath. And you don't have to be selling your house to upgrade the kitchen and bath. It's just something nice to do, and it upgrades the property value tremendously. That's why I'm telling you about UCI Kitchen and Bath, which has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator, plus installer for the past 20 years, servicing all of Georgia, parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. It is a one-stop shop for you. You can pop into their showroom in Norcross, Georgia, and you can see their design team, meet their design team, and watch how they'll transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality, right? Uh, Plus all the latest trends. They've got displays there. So it might give you some good ideas. It's a one-stop shop. As I said, UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides installation, whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular-priced countertops. So save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular price countertops uci granite.com i love people all right all right all right the bs presents let's talk to people are strange when you're strange i cannot wait to see who it is oh, <laughs> i hope it's frank sinatra's ghost oh podcastthebs.com it's better than radio we've got ourselves a fantastic guest i think a georgia boy too i am pretty sure i think he's a georgia guy 
Uh, many of you know him as Big Mike, but he doesn't like to be called Big Mike from the blind side with uh, Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw. Uh, fantastic film. It was so big, it grossed over $300 million on a like, 20-some million dollar budget. Uh, but we're talking about Quentin Aaron's new movie, uh, The Wedding Pack 2, or I think there's another, I think most people online are calling it The Baby Pack, right, Quentin? Not The Wedding Pack 2? Well, yeah, it's in, yeah, it's in, uh, uh, it's the wedding pack to colon the baby pack. Yeah, but, so but like, like, to be cool, you would just say the baby pack, you know, instead of the wedding pack too. Basically, yeah, yeah, that's what I was seeing online. I think they did. I think they did that because there was a movie called The Baby Pact at some point. So it was. I, I think it was an actual movie called that, but uh, yeah, this one's different. So so you can, and it's a sequel. Yeah. So pay per view, video on demand, uh, every major platform. It, it's. It's it's funny now, like it used to be back in the day, you had to specifically tell people where to, to get your entertainment. Just know the name, Google it, and you'll find it. So how did you Basically. get how did you get wrapped up in this film? Uh you star alongside uh Haley Duff, which is Hillary Duff's sister. Yes. Um actually so the the writer director Matt Berman uh contacted my agent. I want to say almost a year and a half ago about it. Cause we shot the movie last year in May. Mm. Uh, so it's been a while. He contacted her in hopes of getting me involved. Um, he said that he knew of me because he's friends with Kevin Farley, who was actually in the movie as well. And Kevin and I met years ago. I did a movie. It was like a little spoof, uh, horror movie that Kevin did. I think it was, um, one of the, uh, paranormal, activity movies yeah. it was like a spoof version uh-huh. and so i played a cameo in that film years ago as myself and i'm like i knock on the door of this haunted mansion and i'm asking for sugar i'm like hey <laughs> guys it's your, it's your neighbor big mike from the blind side let <laughs> <laughs> me get some sugar and he runs out and he's possessed by a ghost and he stabs me up and i fall on the floor <laughs> and, but it was it was just funny like we had a party afterwards and it was cool, and we kind of stayed connected ever since. And then so Matt and Kevin are friends, and Matt was like, oh, man, I've always been a fan of yours from the, the movie. But then when I saw you worked with Kevin in that movie and your line was hilarious, I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> it. It's very incestual, right? Like uh, like the music business is incestual. The restaurant business is incestual. Radio, to an extent, is incestual. Yeah. Hollywood's incestual. Like if you have a good rep and you make some friends, they'll throw your name around, and you get gigs, correct? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a lot about who you know. Yeah, it's a lot about who you know. People don't nowadays. People don't know. They don't care what you know, mm-hmm. or because yeah. or how they like to look at it. What you think you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's just it's who you know and who likes you. Yeah. My mom always told me growing up, make sure that you be who you are because you're a likable person, and if people like you, they'll do more things for you. God, I, I got the opposite of that. I was told be myself, but I didn't realize that not everybody's going to like it. <laughs> I got bad advice. You had a couple delays with this project, uh, correct? Because of COVID too, yeah? Uh, yeah, I was actually supposed to shoot, I want to say February of last year, but it got pushed to May. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it, like a three-month delay through it. 
So, yeah, three month delay. <laughs> so like when you when you wrapped this finally after everything you went through, I mean, do you sit back and you go, um, because I mean, you were a part of a huge movie with the blind side. And I'm not saying this is not this is not a great movie and it can't be just as big, but it's hard to top something like that. So when you wrap up oh, a, a project like this, do you make comparisons and do you have kind of second thoughts and go, Oh man, this is not gonna be what it you know, what that was and that kind of stuff? No. No. You know, for me, uh, I'm a lover of the art. I'm a lover of, you know, what I do, acting. I got into it as a child, uh, wanted to be an actor, uh, mainly because I was dealing with being bullied. I was picked on in school, and acting was my escape. I mean, so I get to pretend to be characters or people that aren't me, and people like me for it. So it was kind of like, it's sad when you think about it. I'm like, that sounds pretty messed up. But, you know, it was it was my coping mechanism in school. Uh, when I did my first stage play and the kids laughed and, you know, responded the way I wanted to wanted them to when I wanted them to do it, it was pretty cool because I felt like a part of me was able to take back some control, you know, as opposed to having them laugh and, you know, make fun or pick fun at me, you know, they were laughing on command, so yeah. to speak. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I control you now, puppets. <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was, in a sense, that was my own weird way of putting it. You know, I get to control these punks now. <laughs> so you, and, and you did, uh, I mean, I know you're, you're born in New York, but you did, for the most part, grow up in Georgia, right? Yeah, uh, I did middle school and high school in, in Augusta. Um, my mom didn't want me going to junior high and high school in New York, you know, with how I got my behind whooped all through elementary. She was like, no, 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 we're going down south. Get this. <laughs> but little did we know I was going to hit a growth spurt between the ages of 12 and 14. So when I was 12, I was already like what, six feet, 200 pounds wearing a size shoe. Wow. So I already looked like a grown man. And then at 14, I was six four, three twenty. With a size 17 shoe. I was the biggest kid in my high school or any high school in Augusta for that matter. Yeah. So who's the dumbass that was bullying you? you the, 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 goal, the object of bullying is not to bully somebody that's a lot larger than you. Well, I mean, it was a lot all through elementary and stuff. Uh, I, grew, I, was, I was shy, introverted, and I wore glasses, had crooked teeth. I was just a glutton for, for punishment. You know, the way I look at it anyway, um, I got picked on and called names, teased, beat up. You know, growing up in the Bronx, it's not easy, especially when you ain't got no older brothers to look out for you. So you got to look out for yourself. And yeah. I got chased home. I learned how to run. <laughs> I don't like running too much now, but I, I did a lot of running in my young days. Did, did you play Did you play football? I would, have, I would assume like you would have just gotten a D1 scholarship based off of your size. That's usually how that works. You know, you know what's funny? It's a... Uh, so uh, when in the South, if you're not graduating on time, they don't let you play sports. So I only played one year in high school. But then for, for some reason, I guess because the school system was kind of different from New York to Georgia. So when I graduated into, in, in 96, when I graduated um, elementary school in New York, I was uh, graduating in the sixth grade. But then down South – the middle school was like six to 12. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was, it was different. Cause like when I went down there, they wanted to put me in a sixth grade and me and my mom was like, no, we're going to graduate. So she fought them long story short. 
They put me in the seventh grade. So I only did two years of middle school. And then when I went to high school, I did my first year of high school. Passed all, all but one class. I think it was ninth grade biology. I failed that one, but I passed all my other classes. But then the next year, I was in a ninth grade homeroom again, but I had all 10th grade classes, except for the biology that I failed. So they, they, I guess they tried to use that to justifiably hold me back a year, but what they did was they messed themselves up because they did that. I could no longer play sports. Yeah. So I didn't play sports the rest of my school year. Oh. I mean, the rest of my time in high school because they wouldn't let me. God, you would have been a beast. Because, well, you know, you watch the blind side. You know, I, I played football when I was younger and a couple of years in college, actually at a school called Wingate, funny enough. Um, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, I was like, God, you, this guy's form is horrible. My, you know, Michael Michael Orr must be watching this and this this movie and going, my form was a little bit better than that. Come on, big Mike, oh, get yeah. your act together. Oh, yeah, Mike, Mike was not pleased with, uh, I guess, my football performance. Um, how you say the way they had me portray him as a football player, as an athlete, they, he wasn't, he wasn't happy with it, but you did know, he, did he I, tell, mean, I didn't know this. Did he tell I didn't him? know the real story cause I never met him, Yeah, you know, uh, at the time of filming, he had opportunities, but he didn't want to come to set. He was staying as far as way, as far, as far away from the process as possible. Cause he was going through combine trying to get into the NFL at the time. So he didn't want to be known as that guy. Like, oh, you think you're a big shot because you got a movie being made about you. So yeah. he kind of like stepped away. So did did you ever, you know, have a conversation with him after the fact and then him tell you, you know, like this, you, look, you did a good job with the acting and, and you're a great actor and you're a nice guy, but your football skills <laughs> were just subpar and it really pissed me off. Did he ever say that to you? No, no, no. He never voiced it to me. Obviously he voiced it on, uh, other platforms because uh, we only met the one time. This was in 2013. We did an autograph signing together in um, Chicago. And uh, we met, we hung out that one night. We all went to dinner and stuff, but we didn't really get into the movie. He just, I remember the main thing he told me was that uh, a lot of times he go places, people think that he's me. And I was like, that's funny because everywhere I go, people think I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, my name has legitimately become Michael or, or Big Mike or a blindside guy or, um, oh, dude, it's just the stuff I've heard over the years. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, the movie yeah. was so big and you get typecast when you're a part of a project, like at the time it's great, but you know, years later, if you don't want to continue to accept the stardom that you got from that project as you're trying to move on to other projects, that could be a struggle. I know Irony, you know, Singleton, and he lives here in town, and, you know, he, you know, hey, Snowflake, and he was in there, and, and, and he's a great guy yeah. and a great actor, but he has not topped that role, you know, and, and he still, you know, lives off of that for the most part. Well, actually, you know, he's he's been lucky to have, like, three seasons of The Walking Dead. Right. So that's where a lot of his fans come from that as well. Yeah. I think he he's built up more of a, a huge fan base from The Walking Dead yeah. than Blindside because, you know, it's become such a, built such a cult following over the years. I, I love The Walking Dead. When I saw he was on it, I watched every single episode and I was pissed when they killed him. I was like, <laughs> no! <laughs> well, it seems, like now, it seems like now for actors, if you can 
get a uh, reoccurring role as a, as a, as a character oh, yeah. on some of these Netflix series that have success, then mm-hmm. that's your paycheck for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because back in the day, I remember when it was frowned upon for movie stars to oh. do TV, right? Definitely frowned upon to do commercial. If you're a movie star, you stay in the movies. They had these like scales or whatever. Nowadays, everybody doing everything is out is out the window. <laughs> One of the biggest movie stars in the world, Samuel Jackson, has been on more commercials than I can count. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he's doing you know nothing but commercials now. That, well, he's still doing movies too, but commercials. Then you got a lot of movie stars getting their own TV shows or series on Netflix and stuff like that. Um, it, so like now it's, I think. COVID kind of jumped all of that into play, mm. but, uh, yeah, it's like now you just basically get a weekend and, um, I'm doing the same and I'm, I'm at the point where I started my own production company. I'm developing and creating content as well to put out there. I got several series that I want to pitch, but every, everything I'm creating, I'm putting me in it because I'm like, listen, I'm not waiting for Hollywood to see me for everything that I can do. Mm. I'm going to show them what I can do. You know, yeah. take a picture. You, you're looking at the bad guy, the real bad guy, you know, <laughs> take a picture. I'm going to show you who I am. You know, I don't camp up all well, that seems to be the running theme with us creative types. You know, we, we talk about that all the time is, you know, no longer being in the radio business. We're able to uh, fulfill that creative yearning that we that we couldn't do in radio for whatever reason with the podcast form, you know, have guests on for a long period of time. And I see that with, you know, big actors like yourself, Quentin, where you're like, all right, I've got so many ideas. I'm not waiting around for somebody to write it for me. I'm going to do it myself, produce it myself because I can, and then see if they want to pick it up. And even if they don't, shit, I'll put it up on fucking YouTube uh, and I'll make money there, right? I mean, that's the mindset. Basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, look at, like social media fans since all of these uh new young influencers are for the most part more famous than people that's been acting for the past 20 years mm. you know what i mean because like it's just a, the world that we're moving into today i remember you know when it was a big deal you meet a movie star it's like ah everybody's like oh my god this is now i was i was in la this was back during uh Super Bowl this this past Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so you know how all the parties go on and everything. So I'm at the Maxim party and uh, we're on the line and people are just freaking out and losing their shit over these girls and these guys. And I'm like, I have no idea who the hell they are. <laughs> and I guess they were like YouTubers or something. And I was just like, oh, cool. That's awesome. And they look at me and they're like, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Oh, you do this too? I'm like, huh? I'll, I'm good. All right. I'm 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 all right. <laughs> it's all you, man. You're good. <laughs> that's great. It was just so funny. I was like, wow, that's uh, we're in today. <laughs> Nate, do you have a question for Quentin? Yeah, Quentin. Uh, obviously, you've been in a lot of movies. So some big name actors. Um, who was your favorite to meet or work with? Did you have anybody that you're just so happy to meet? Oh, Sandra, definitely is on the top of that list. Like she is the bomb.com. 
Uh, I would love to work with her again, even though she's trying to retire and all this. But uh, it was just amazing working with her. My second favorite, Haley Duff. I love that girl. She's dope. Um, we're still we're real good friends. We've been able to hang out several times since filming, and um, I just saw her last at the premiere that we did early uh, back in June. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some more stuff together in the future. Um, I would say one of the OGs that I work with, Danny Glover, was amazing. My first movie, Be Kind Rewind, mm-hmm. working with him and Jack Black, who is just hilarious. You just crack up just looking at the guy. <laughs> um, about, did you meet Most Deaf when you were doing that? Most Deaf, too. He was super nice. cool because, you know, just vibing with him on set, being from New York. And my brother was there. My brother got a, meet, got a chance to meet him, which was cool because my brother's a hip-hop head. He's a rapper and everything. And so they got to talk about music. And that was just like a dream come true. So... Oh man, it's just it's so many people I've met. Like, I mean, one of one of can't say one of two of my favorite three. All right, there's so many people, but like, <laughs> I want to tell you one cool experience that I had one time at a Weinstein party back in the day. This was uh, Golden Globe week. Um, I was walking through the party, and I had met I met uh, a lot of the people there several times over. Right, so. Me and my brother's walking through the party, and then here's this big section where you got um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Bradley Cooper, Zoe Zaldana, Scarlett Johansson, the Weinsteins, and um, probably like Morgan Freeman too, right? Those guys. He was he was there too, but I think that section had all of them, right? And I'm walking through and taking like one final lap before leaving and leo sees me he jumps up off the couch q what's up bro now every time i met him he i i didn't think he would remember me every time i met him he was you know he was <laughs> Drink lit. A little bit, yeah. he was lit yeah so i didn't think he would remember me but he's like q come here he jumps up puts his arms around me gave me a big hug and then he pulled me over to the crew he goes guys this is one of the nicest men I've ever met in my entire life. And wow. he gave me big praise, started talking about the movie and everything and introduced me. And the funny part about that is like, so, so uh, Scarlett Johansson was sitting there on the couch and uh, a few minutes before this happened, I wanted to introduce her to my brother because he's just like the biggest fan has a huge crush on her. And I wanted to see if they'd take a picture and she wouldn't take a picture with him. Ooh. Uh, but she met him and shook his hand or whatever. And he, he was so excited. He was like, I got to shake her hand. That was cool. But I was just like, no, I want you to take a picture with so him. I mean, I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan too, but she didn't want to do pictures. So I was like, all right, whatever. So after that, uh, it was just like the look on her face was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that was him. Oh. Like kind of like, oh, uh, you know. Oh, and- gotcha. She, did, <laughs> she just thought you were a fan coming up and wanting to take pictures. Basically, yeah. yeah, and uh, which I was, you know, but like, I mean, I'm not gonna walk up to somebody and say, Hey, you know who I am? Want to take a picture of me? I did, it's very cheesy. I never do that. If you know me, you know me. If you don't, you don't. It's it's okay. Please, please, but, um, please hold on, Quinn. Please tell me that when you hugged Leonardo DiCaprio, you told him never to let go. 
<laughs> well, I mean, he didn't want to let go because my hugs are awesome. They're like kind of my superpower and everything. But I was like, all right, cool. It's been kind of uncomfortable, bro. <laughs> just, no, but it was it was cool, man. It was just seeing her face afterwards. It was funny because like she ran over and reintroduced herself and everything, and then she gave my brother a big hug and they chatted it up for a few minutes and that was just that was awesome and then we're getting ready to leave and then over I see Meryl Street and she's just like she's tall too I mean, she, she had on hills but she's tall because there's like a sea of people in between us and I swear I kid you not she looks at me and then she goes oh my god her arms went like this and that sea parted everyone yeah. moved like she parted the Red Sea yeah. <laughs> and pulled like, like went like that for me to come through and gave me the biggest hug because her and Sandra are like best friends. Wow. So obviously she's seen the blind side and she was just like singing in my braids as we were talking. She kissed me like right there. I was like, oh, snap. Meryl <laughs> Street kissed me on part of my lip. That's what's up. I'm not washing this part of my face. That's, yes. <laughs> and so we were chatting it up and that was just, that was awesome. I can see, I, mean, that, I can see you working yeah. with The Rock. I can see you and The Rock having a good, good relationship. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially since he took my role in the Fast and Furious franchise. You know, I was supposed to be Hobbs. Were you supposed to be Hobbs? I, I wasn't supposed to be Hobbs. I was just in my head. Yeah, <laughs> you well, would... it, yeah I've, I've always wanted to be like a part of that franchise because I was the biggest Fast and Furious fan. And I was like, they need this super cop to go chasing the team, somebody who can't be stopped. And then better than that. Next thing you know, Fast Five comes out and The Rock is that guy. And I'm like, dude, I just said this before this movie even came out. And it's like they heard me say it and then created it and gave it to him. So I was just like, okay, me and The Rock are going to go at it one day. Watch. <laughs> I can see that the next WrestleMania, not him and Roman Reigns, but him and, you know, Big Mike, Quentin Aaron are, are, are going to headline WrestleMania. Exactly. Oh, he will beat my behind, man. Like, I'm the biggest rock fan. Like, I grew up, uh, he was my favorite wrestler growing up. I watched all of his matches and everything. I only, only time I watch wrestling nowadays, sadly, is when he comes back. Mm-hmm. For one of the, you know, I got to watch and see what he did while he was there. So, it was really cool, man. I, but that would be my dream to work with him one day. Well, you should get, have you reached out to the WWE? I mean, they, they deal with celebrities all the time. And I mean, you've got the size to take bumps. You could do some work with no, them. No, yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah, this body is taking some bumps over the years. I got to get back in physical peak shape before I try and do something with the WWE. <laughs> and if I'm going to run down that ramp and jump in the ring and not look like Titus O'Neil when he tripped and flew under the stage that time. Yeah, because that would be me. I was like, I couldn't even laugh at that video because I was like, I would have did that. That, that would have been me. I would have tripped on my own feet, for sure. I wear a size 22. <laughs> I straight head first under the ring. Like, I'll come back out with a chair or something. I was going to get a weapon. I was going <laughs> to, like, no, you, you fell, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to make this public right now, Quinn, that you issue a challenge to any professional wrestler in the WWE or AEW? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm too old. I'll get my ass kicked all over the place. <laughs> oh, Ric Flair's getting ready to get back in the ring at like 70 years old. Well, Ric Flair's getting paid enough money to, to, to garner again back in the ring. Yeah. Now, you know what? I will say this. I'll get in the ring for the right price. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make me an offer I can't refuse. I'll get in the ring. <laughs> okay, so so you would get in the ring for the right price, and if the rock's not available, give me two alternates. 
Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Raise your hand if you want any more of these in your life. Productivity, energy, focus. Well, bam, Magic Mind can do that with these delicious little green productivity shots. Each and every morning, you take one and you start your day with a boost, possibly replacing those four cups of coffee that you have before noon. Be more productive, more focused, get more done in less time, sleep better, have less stress and anxiety, be more creative, so on and so forth. One of the ingredients in Magic Mind is L-theanine. Helps increase focus and attention. Now, L-theanine binds with the caffeine molecules in matcha and prevents the full blocking of receptors, reducing or dissolving the caffeine crash and jitters, you feel. It's nature's time-released caffeine. So take advantage of this opportunity right now. 40% off your subscription. This is limited time opportunity. Magicmind.co backslash the BS. M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O backslash the BS. Put promo code the BS20 and get your 40% off your subscription. Looking for a new deck? Rockland Contracting? Well, David Hawks, he's the guy that can do it because he's the best at what he does. His phone has been ringing off the hook because of you two percenters. Guess what? That's a good thing. Keep it ringing. 678-879-3867. Deck design and build. He's got this amazing 3D software. You're going to know what you're getting before construction even starts. By the way, if you know how to build a deck, you're any good at it, right? Uh, David Hawks is hiring, and he's paying pretty darn good. Also specializing in basement remodel, new HVAC installation, and more. RocklandContractingLLC.com, 678-879-3867. Help you help your business get to the next level, and you do that by incorporating Create Graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. And back to you, Jason. Hmm, let's see. Man, I'll go up against Pool Nine. That's that's too. Uh, I can't do that. I don't even know if he's still wrestling. McFoley. No, not still wrestling. He's he's beat up a little bit, but I'm sure for the right price, he'd get in the ring with you. See that? See that? That that might work okay. in my favor. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> it might work in my favor. Then I'll actually have a shot of winning. Yeah. But uh, no. Uh, um. I mean, no. It'd be cool to get in the ring with John Cena. Mm-hmm. Or. Uh, um, what about Bubba Ray Dudley? 
One of the Dudley boys. You think Ooh, you could take uh, Bully Man, Ray? They put me through the the 3D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> through a table or something. Mm-hmm. That'll be crazy. So, like, we could. I actually we, want to know what it feels like to go through a table. Who, I, I, want to, I want to know. We could set that up. So, I mean, if it's official, Quentin Aaron is challenging I'm Bully just playing, Ray. I don't want to go through a table. I don't want to go through a table. I'll put somebody through a table. I don't want to go through a table. I, I tell you, there's a good chance he might respond to this conversation. There's a there's a very good chance he might hear this and respond. So, you might. Hey, brother, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan. Much love. Hey, I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, hug it out. My birthday's coming up actually, uh, August 15th. I'll uh, be 38. So, ooh, yeah, getting up there. I know, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. My body is like. Eh. it's going to rain WWE my body is like let's not say we did thank god you got the blind side out of the way where you push the kid the entire length of the field over the fence right and you don't have to do that oh yeah oh yeah that and even then we did that take like I want to say 12 times or something like that like the first seven of them was from the 50 yard line all the way to the back of the field yeah all right back to one I'm like you didn't get it yet Awesome bullshit. <laughs> well, I, I know I know the stunt guy that did it. It wasn't the kid that you were playing. His name's Jay. Well, you probably know that, but you know, yeah, yeah he he lives here in town, and I was yeah, he's a cool dude, man. I um I went and visited the hospital where his mom works, and I got to see a lot of the kids that were there in the, I think it was the uh, burn unit. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was sad, but like. To, just to see some of their faces light up when I walked in the room, it was like that's so sweet, you know. <laughs> it was really cool. But he's a good, uh, he's a personal trainer, right? Uh, Is no, he still doing that? No, he's a, he's a stunt guy. He's also producing and directing, and he's also oh wow, okay. he's also a private investigator as well. Um, oh wow, yeah, okay, yeah. So, Brandon, you got a question for Quentin? Yeah, uh, so, you know, you seem very passionate, and you're very good at, you know, acting and your movies and creating content. What do you do, like, on the side? Do you have, like, any other business adventures? you like, skydiving or petting squirrels or something like that? See, my reasoning for not doing stuff like skydiving is because I'm a big dude, and I don't know if those parachutes will stop me from descending faster than I want to descend. <laughs> and I just think that the ground impact might hurt a little bit more than it should. So <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't skydive. I don't bungee jump because the cord might pop. Um, <laughs> just, just one be good business. So, uh, no, but I, I'm singing now. Actually, I, I have a, uh, career in, Oh, I got some nurses walking by. Um, I have, uh, I wanted to get a number. Hold on. She was pretty hot. Why are you at the she, hospital? The before you, you before you, why are you at the hospital? I, I come here and flirt with the doctors from time to time. No, I was playing. <laughs> I, um, no, I had a doctor's appointment. Just oh. seeing a, a new, you know, new town. I got to get, get uh, caught up with my doctors and stuff. I said, I'm getting up there. Uh, um, you're okay though, right? I got, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have um, gout. I have like, uh, diabetes uh-huh. and stuff like that. So I just had to come see the doctor and make sure everything's copacetic. Okay. All right. Stuff like that. A little checkup. Okay. Because oh. you, 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 um, you, were, you were hospitalized a couple of years ago with that upper uh, respiratory infection. Do you, 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 you could have had COVID before COVID was COVID back then. It sounded like it. Well, this was, this was, that was in um, 2019. That was like June of 2019. 
And, uh, yeah, it was just like, it was something crazy. I couldn't breathe. And just like a never ending cough that was just like killing me. It was like two, two and a half weeks of coughing. Couldn't breathe, couldn't eat. It was, yeah, it was crazy. It yeah. probably was COVID before COVID was a thing. Probably, it was like summer of nineteen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, what do you think? And Quentin's doing, and like you're asking about his hobbies. What, 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 what do you think he does in his off time other than sing? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's probably be a guy that does like shoot flaming arrows at chickens running around. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, I'm about to barbecue me some chicken tonight. <laughs> there you go. Then <laughs> the whole chicken clan come and jump me. To <laughs> 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 the burgo. Nah. Um, yeah, right now music is my my uh, big focus. Uh, uh, I've been singing all my life. Music was my first love. I just didn't chase a career in it. But, um, you know, I just recently moved to Nashville, and so now I'm writing and recording. Oh, cool. Uh, some songs. I'm actually going in the studio tomorrow and Thursday to finish up a couple tracks and to write a new one. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to work with a country artist that really? I'm excited to work with. Yeah, so we'll see. We're we, going to do a little bit of everything. Can, can, can you please go by big microphone? Big microphone. <laughs> get, it, get it blinged out on album cover. Big microphone. Have a, have a necklace and funny. big microphone. M-I-K-E-O-phone. Exactly. Uh, and then uh, have the, the hand with the microphone in it under <laughs> under the medallion. Yeah. Boom. Uh, before we let you go, uh, I have to bring this up because I'm a huge Law & Order SVU fan. I loved your episode that you uh, were on. Can you, like, is that another... Thank you. Is that another you know, television series that you would have been okay or still okay with having her. This has been on for like t- almost 30 seasons. Oh, yeah. Would you want a reoccurring role in something like that? I would love to. I would love to, um, you know, just going to work with Mariska Hargitay and yeah. Ice-T and all of them every day. Like, I love Ice-T. I still love that show. I watch that show all the time. And then there, you know, the organized crime one now. Yeah. With Stabler, my buddy Stabler back. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be on one of those shows. First of all, moving back home to New York, um, and then just being up there working on a show like that, hanging out with them. It was so funny because, like, when I went on, uh, when I was on Law and Order, uh, Coco loves me. By the way, yeah, uh, nice I see like Coco. Yeah. And it was funny because, like, I came to set one day, and he was like, he seen me in the hallway. He was like. Hey man, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Your wife, your wife's in the room waiting on you. And I was like, my wife. He said, Yeah, Coco, man. She loves you, man. She told me, you know, why Quentin's here. I'm married to him. All right. So, so, so she's in your room waiting for you. And I was, I was like, Okay, all right. <laughs> my bad, bro. But I'm gonna go see my wife. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, she's a sweetheart, man. I, I love them. I, you know, I'm. Need to get back in touch with him, yo, Ice. If you see this, reach out to your boy. Come on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I'm not doing any weird TikTok dances on there though, but you know, I'll be up there. No, oh, he's very active on social. I'm a big Ice T fan. I love Ice T. You know, yeah. I go back to Body Count days. I mean, I even liked Body Count and all that stuff. But okay, yeah, yeah. But but he is really active on Twitter. I think he spends too much time yelling at the people that hate him. But I don't know 
I, like how big of a community out there hates on Ice T, but he's always bitching about it. Like, haters gonna hate, but look at me. And he's got like, you know, he's on the beach yeah. or something. I'm like, who's hating on you? You're Ice T from Law and Order now. This is awesome. Who, who, who dislikes Ice T? I don't know, but it's like, but you know what though? It's like it's funny because like people sometimes they say, you know, don't worry about the negative comments or whatever. Don't worry about when people say stuff about you. It's like. It's not that I'm worried about it. My response doesn't mean I'm worried about it. My response just mean that I don't feel like shutting up. Yeah. So when you talk shit to me, you're going to catch it back. Yeah. <laughs> I call it keeping that same energy. That's what my response means. It's not, I'm not worried because I'm responding. I just felt like cursing your ass back out. <laughs> like, like, just give you a little bit of what you give. <laughs> So you are, you, are you going to do country? You said you're working with a country artist. Are you going to do country music? I, you know what? There, 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 there's a possibility. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what can make happen. I live in the South a little bit. I got, you know, and uh, I mean, uh, I have last year covered Tennessee whiskey probably like 17 times at different events mm. where I was asked to sing. So, um, We'll see what happens, you know. I'm working with a, a friend right now who's an up-and-coming country artist, and she really wants to uh, work with me on the track. So That's good. You're it could gonna... be country. It could be crossover or something like where we meet in the middle and do a, like a ballad or something together or whatever. It, I'm down for whatever, you know. Yeah. Tennessee Whiskey is a great song. Maybe you can get uh, Chris Stapleton to help you out with that. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he'll just he'll just make me look bad. <laughs> you remember you remember that performance he did? It was like the 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 debut, the unveiling of Chris Stapleton, him and Justin Timberlake at the CMTs. It was like yeah. one of the best performances I've ever seen in my entire life of America. That was oh phenomenal. yeah, they they killed it. But see, you know, even more, I like I like the guy that did it that went viral in that video where it was on the Ellen Show, where his daughter was recording him in the car singing it. No, I never seen that. You remember? I don't see that. Oh man, it went, it went viral a few minutes ago. That was my introduction to Tennessee whiskey. I saw this video where the girl is like, she's doing self, uh, she's doing like a a video in the car, and her father's just driving her to school, and the song comes on, and he's just singing it, just minding it, just singing, and tearing it up like he's dope, just killing it. And I'm like, okay, this is a dope song. So I looked it up, and I was I heard the original and then I heard his version. I just kept listening to his version and until I learned the song. But um I think a couple months later Ellen called him and his daughter on the show mm. and he performed it on the show. But that that was my introduction to Tennessee Whiskey. I forgot the guy's name, but um wow. yeah, he did it. If you look it up, Dad sings Tennessee Whiskey in the car. Yeah. Uh with with daughter, it'll probably pop up on YouTube. Yeah. Well I I, I... I, I think you're a fantastic dude. I mean, you're just a great person. I'd love it Man, some, someday have a hug from from you, Quentin. To be honest with you, there you go. Um, but uh, uh, you know, good luck in the hospital stuff. Great, uh, good luck with the music and the the new project. Definitely, definitely. the wedding pack two, the baby pack again. That is on pay per view, video on demand, and every other major platform. And by the way, congratulations on the weight loss too. You look fantastic. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, I lost uh, 170 pounds. <laughs> Since November. Steroids? What? What'd you do? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make you spit out your Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was funny. Um, 
No, uh, I basically changed up eating habits and cut out a lot of stuff. Like, I was eating chocolate like it was an addiction. <laughs> I was down to, like, four king-size candy bars a day. Oh, that's bad. And it was weird because up until COVID, I, didn't, I never had a, a thing for chocolate. Like, I avoided chocolate, like, the plague, but I think somewhere after COVID, it may have affected me and gave me, like, a craving for chocolate mm. or... Might have just been like that getting older phase. You know how sometimes people, old people say they're getting a the sweet tooth? Mm. I'm like, damn, I'm getting old. You know you get old when you get that sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but I haven't touched candy since December. That's good. That sugar so, will get you, man. That sugar, that's what puts on the mm-hmm. pounds, that sugar. That's, that's why I got the diabetes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. That's why I got the diabeticalness. Yeah. I'm trying to get rid of it, so. I'm messing with the candies no more. You wear you, know? you wear one of those discs on your arm that, that tells you your 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 sugar levels. Uh, yeah, I have those. Yeah. I have that. That's badass, man. Yeah. That's like Terminator shit, dude. I see people walking. I know, right? You'd be like, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> oh, I need my insulin. Somebody, hey, somebody. <laughs> I I I I'd never seen it work in real time until just a couple weeks ago. And I'd see the discs on people's arms, and I'm like, dude, this is like one step closer to the end of the world, right? This is Terminator stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like I was the Matrix. I was, I was I was I was walking next to somebody, and I hear this 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 phone noise that I'd never heard before. You know, every app's got their own noise. And it was like, ming, ming, or something like that. They pull out their phone and they touch their arm and then they check it and they turn to the person that they were with and they said something and then they went off to do whatever it was they had to do. And I was like, that's badass, man. Technology. Holy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, crazy. Nate, do you have anything uh, else for Quentin before we let him go? Any more questions? With the weight loss, what, um, like, what was your favorite meal? Um, like your, you know, diet meal that you eventually like grew to love. Well, you know, what's funny is like, um, for the most part, uh, without giving away all the secrets, I kind of didn't, I, I didn't really diet. Myself. I just ate less of what I was eating and I cut out a lot of the stuff that was, uh, harmful, you know? So like, um, uh, my after I started it off doing like a 24 hour fast and then I did intermittent fasting. Uh, the 24 hour fast happened unintentionally one day. It was funny because I it was one of those days where I had a long night the night before, but I hadn't eaten since like seven or eight o'clock at night. I think it was like eight o'clock at night, and then I was up most of the night, went to bed like four or five in the morning and slept almost until like five or something the next evening. So when I woke up, I wasn't even hungry. I was outside chilling and I was thinking about, it. I was like, dude, I haven't eaten since eight o'clock last night. And at that time it was like six thirty. I was like, Ooh, if I go another hour and a half, that's 24 hours without eating. So mm-hmm. that was, that was my whole, uh, but you know, as soon as I acknowledged it, I got hungry as hell. And so I'm like, now I'm fighting for the next hour and a half to not eat anything. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to make that 24 hours. You should, <laughs> so, you, should, you should use your production company and document your weight loss and your training and have the kid from Blindside, was it CJ, uh, right? SJ. Or, or SJ, yeah. SJ. Yeah, have, 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 the, yeah. have the real actor train you in the video. Like as, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, he's what, 12 years older, 13 I, years old. I, yeah, he's 25 now. Uh, 
I was it's so funny that you just basically pitched as an idea the same thing we were talking about doing. You got to go. We kept you too long. Quentin Aaron, again, I was trying to wrap this up a couple of minutes ago. I just didn't want to let My you go. <laughs> the, the Wedding Pack 2, the Baby Pack, watch it, find it, Google it. It's everywhere. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for all the time, Quentin. Definitely. Thank you, guys. See you, buddy. Right. Bye-bye.